0: Hi, I'm Natalia, I'm Gen Z. I'm Molly, a millennial. This is
1: Nisha, Generation X.
2: And I'm Micah, the
1: boomer. And, and we are Dame, Dame Talk. Talk.
2: Four women, four generations, four unique points of view.
1: Hi, uh, we're just continuing with our series on talking about things to do while we are um, quarantined or staying in because of COVID-19. And since I am the only dame that's a mom right now, I'm the one that that will be talking about things to do with your family during during this time. So you know I just I just felt that it might be best for us to start really just each one of us, each of the dames, just briefly talking about what we've been doing. Um on our own before I jump into families, because you're still if you're a married couple, that's still a family. If you're a daughter living with a mom, that's still a family. And and this is really just to share some tips with our listeners of, of, of other things that they or things they can do while they're while they're self-quarantined. So who wants to start and just talk about things you've been doing to pass the time?
2: I can start. So, I, um, it's me and my husband, and he's actually a professor, so he's been teaching online. So, what I need to do is be very conscientious about his schedule. So, I don't, you know, while he's, because he's got his computer and he's teaching a class, that I don't barge into the room in the middle of his class. So, um, making sure I'm aware of his schedule, and then also I've been working on several projects um, through my company, so that has kept me very busy during the day. And then at night, staying in touch with folks to make sure, like my parents, who are one's in Chicago, one's in Florida, um, so making sure they're okay. And staying in touch with people, that has kept me sane and motivated. I'm, I'm having happy hours with people remotely, you know, so um, I can have my glass of wine with you and chat with you and, and feel like we, we're, we're still enjoying our time together okay, in a way that good. we normally would.
0: Who wants to go next? Definitely Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus and all the other streaming services <laughs> have been used in my household.
1: <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> yeah. Mine too, and a lot of it, a lot of it.
0: I think I can definitely be considered a like, movie critic at this point. Like I've watched so many different types of films. <laughs> I really refined my palette. <laughs> yeah
1: I'm I'm with you Natalia I'm with you
2: mm-hmm. you, need to, you need to find a way to document it Natalia you might be able to start a side side business here with uh giving some um critiques around what you've been watching to help others not make the same mistakes and listen, yeah. now you see how
1: she how she is the one that came up with the idea dame talk everything you say Micah finds a way to turn it into something a different. side hustle <laughs> yeah <laughs> Turn it into yeah. something bigger. OK, Molly, what about you and your family?
3: So we have been watching movies, too. Um, and I love to bake. And so I've been holding off on baking, because once I start, then I'm going to be baking probably every other day. So I made some biscuits yesterday. They were delicious. Um, and uh, oh, this was fun. I So my sister is at home with uh, four four young kids. Um, and so on Friday night, we uh, all watched um, a movie. What did we watch? We watched Angry Birds 2 um, on Netflix Party, which is this new thing that we've discovered that is uh, you can you, you download this Netflix Party um, plugin in to, to Chrome, and then you can sync up when you watch the movie, and there's a little chat box. And so as you're watching it, you can chat to each other about, about the movie or about whatever, and so that was very fun to be able to kind of watch a movie together. But oh, I, love know, I love that. I love that. I didn't separate see that mm-hmm. existed. Yeah, yeah. And then we can, you know, comment on the funny things that are going on, and it's it's nice to hear what my my little nephews and niece think are, yeah. are yeah. particularly <laughs> it's <always> funny.
1: Interesting <laughs> their point of view, right? <laughs> always interesting. Yeah, their exactly. Point of view. Okay, so I just wanted to talk just for different age groups. You know, different what as if you're a parent, you we have kids that are fallen into so many different age groups, and of course, what you want to do with your children varies based on their age, right? So I figured we start with the youngest babies, you know, and 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 I. In each each of these examples that I use as we talk through this, you know, I had to think back on what worked for me because every, you know, everybody's child, every child is different. So for babies, though, this is the one instance where I do believe that it's just more of the same. Right. So you're it's a baby. So you're going to play with them. You're going to read to them. You're going to talk to them. You're going to sing to them. You're going to dance with them. All of those things you just continue to do in these circumstances. The baby doesn't know what's happening right? The baby doesn't know that you are, you're not going out. The baby is just happy that it's getting so much attention and spending so much time with you, you know? So it really is just more of the same. But the other side of that, you know, especially if you're you're a single mom, is you really do need a break. Um, just speaking as, as someone that had though that first year, is very very challenging. The first, um, the first, when they're when they're newborns, and then when they're a few months old, they just need everything from you. You have to provide everything as you and your. If you're a single mom, it's all on you. If you're you know you're married or you have a partner, it's on the two of you. But they need you for everything. So what's important during this time? I feel um, in this case is, however you can, get a break however you can. So if that means the baby takes a nap, I don't care if your house is falling down around you. You have a nap too, you know? You know we, we try <laughs> to say, oh my gosh, you know, he or she is down for an hour. Let me go clean up. Nope, don't clean up. Guess what? You're gonna be in the house for the next couple of weeks at least. When your child goes to sleep, you go to sleep. You know, if if you have somebody that is a close family member that you know has not been exposed and has been graded being disciplined and that does not has you feel there as, as I'll say, as um, safe as you are, I'll put it that way, as safe as you are, then you might want to get somebody to come in and give you a break for a couple hours because to have a baby all day, every day for two or three weeks straight is a lot. And, and I know it's a lot. So any way that you can, I, I get a break and do not feel guilty. Do not feel guilty because it's not easy. It's not easy. Um, if you have toddlers, They have a ton, a ton, a ton of energy, and they are so much fun. But they have the attention spans of gnats. (laughs) To be completely honest, they don't have long (laughs) attention spans. So for them, it really is about keeping them busy with a variety of things. You know, so it's okay. You're going to let's say you decide you want to make a bowl of cereal. Then let them pour, you know, even if they make a mess, let them pour the cereal into into the bowl, like little activities like that. Keep them very, very interested, interested. Let them do things around the house. If you're doing laundry, let them fold their clothes and don't be upset if it's not folded well. It won't be folded well. It's okay. You know it's another project <laughs> for your child right okay you fold your you fold your undershirts and when they fold the undershirts, tell them go put it in that drawer it's another project you know it keeps them you know just keeps them very very active just give them things to do that you might not normally think of if you're preparing a meal you know and I don't know when I was younger my grandmother used to bake bread from scratch and she would give me and my cousin a piece of the dough and our dough would have all kind of dirt on it because we <laughs> We dropped it. You know, we rolled stuff on it. (laughs) She she just let us play with it. And we could bake it, but we couldn't eat it. But it once again, it gave us, you know, it gave us something to do. So just think about um, keeping them busy. Now, I, I am saying this as the mother of a child who was extremely, extremely active. I am not a doctor. You guys know I am a marketer. But I am going to tell you what I would have done when my son was a toddler if we had these circumstances, okay? And I'm not sure if my dames are going to agree, but I told you, you always get real talk with me, alright? <laughs> I would have put my son in the car, and we and I would have taken a bike. Because probably one of his, you know they're toddlers, so their bikes are small. I would have taken a bike, maybe like a ball. We could do a little kickball, maybe some t ball. And I would take him not to a park, but to a parking lot of either an office building or a mall. All of these places that are completely closed and essentially abandoned. I would take him there. Because he's been in the house with me. We both know that we're okay. But he needs to get out of the house. And you need to get out of the house. So I would take him somewhere where I know there aren't a lot. It would not be a park. I would, but I would take toys and things. Just to take him somewhere so he can run around, get this energy out, play around, do something, anything to get him out of the house. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that as a doctor. I am not saying that as, you know, the CDC, please know that this is a mom mm-hmm. that had a very active son, and I would need to get my son <laughs> out of the house, or he and I would both have gone crazy. <laughs> That's what... My- <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that done. sounds like a great idea. I recommend again practice social distancing. Practice it. Don't take, if you see if you drive past a place and there are a lot of people who had this idea, go somewhere else. Like every place is empty now, so just find a place that's empty. But get your children out of the house when they're toddlers because they need to burn that energy off. I it's real. It's completely really. It's completely real. Okay. Yeah, but time you got to you you gotta get them out. I think, you know, I, you know, I went on to a few sites and I'm sure you, you know, I'm sure our listeners have gone into a bunch of sites and looked at things to do with kids indoors. You know, I, but I do think that toddlers are really the toughest age group. You know, I really, really do because they're so active because they're, they are learning so quickly and absorbing so many things Um you got to keep them stimulated, you know, you really do. You have to keep them intellectually stimulated. And it's great to sit down and read a book. It's great to, you know, hand paint. It's great to play with Play-Doh. But when it's all said and done, they need to move, you know. At some point, they're going to need to move and get that energy out. So I, I, I recommend taking them outside. I, I do. Hey, so
2: Molly, you live in the city, you're, you're in Brooklyn. And I'm, I was just thinking, Anisha, when you're talking, like, what mm. do people do that are in the city where it's so crowded? So and it's really hard to find that open space. Molly, have you seen any examples of anything? Like, I know you haven't been out a whole lot, but of parents with little kids?
3: I mean, you know, people are just at the park. Like,
2: yeah. I
3: mean, Not- I think yeah. I think it's challenging because I think to your point, there's exactly what you just said. There's just there's nowhere to go. Um, so I think, you know, people are going on walks, um uh, when they can, and the sidewalks are pretty empty. So, you know, I think, you know, people are being smart being, you know, keeping their distance from people and, you know, not walking down the streets if they're, if they're too crowded, but yeah, people are taking their kids on walks and, you know, going to the park. I don't think a lot of people aren't, you know, going to the playgrounds right now, which doesn't feel like a great idea, but, um, you know, trying to find a, a, a quieter, you know, corner of the park or, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's, it's really I, hard. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm I think not happy to not have kids right now.
2: <laughs> uh, and I think that's where your cleanliness comes in, right? So wiping their hands constantly, wiping your hands constantly, when they get in the house, mm-hmm. taking off the clothes, washing the clothes, washing their hands and, and doing preventative measures so that, you know, Tarnisha's point, you don't want to be in the house going crazy, right? But, you know, but if you can do some preventative measures while, when you get back in the house or while you're outside, that can help uh, tremendously in c- cutting down, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Of, of, absolutely. You know, of and, you know, and yeah. I
1: didn't I, I didn't mention it for that age um, for toddlers. But I, I, one of the things I'll use that as a transition for um, kids like. Uh, kids, I put as five to ten. You know, maybe five to eleven. Not, not, not the, not, the, not, not quite preteens yet. Um, is really starting to to make sure you start having these conversations with them about what's happening, right? Taller you can, but with toddlers, is very, very simple. You know, to me okay. it is because they're you don't need to tell them too much. It's overwhelming. They don't understand. You know, so you just. Just make sure they understand. We want to make sure that we don't get sick and other people don't get sick. So that's all they need to. That's probably the most that you need to tell a toddler without making them afraid, right? But as kids get older, from like the ages of five to ten, it's important to talk to them, you know, and to. But more than that, to listen and understand like where, what is their frame of of knowledge, and to include them on the safety precautions that you you know, as the head of the household, what you're doing and what you know is best for them. Make them a part of it, you know? So whether it's something that is, let's keep like a, let's keep a, a, um, a board of how many times you've washed your hands today or something, anything that makes them feel like I'm a part of making sure that we stay healthy and safe, you know? including them in the conversation making sure they understand yeah. the responsibility of of not spreading you know the virus and keeping themselves and others healthy you know that they really need to be a, to be a part of that conversation but to make sure that it's coming from a place of facts you know um when if they are if they're sitting next to you when you're watching the news then they might be terrified you know um so it's also just having the conversation to put things into in into context for them so that they understand like yes we are dealing explain what a pandemic is yes we are dealing with a pandemic but i also want you to understand that we have 310 million people in this in this country, you know, and these are the amount of people that are sick and these are the amount of people that are really, really sick and might, you know, you don't want to talk, I know you don't want to talk about, it's up to you if you want to talk about death. So we want to prevent this from getting worse. So what helps us is X, Y, and Z. So again, you don't, you want to make sure you share the truth with them, but you don't want them to not be able to sleep and to have nightmares because they're afraid that they're going to get ready to catch something that's going to kill their family and them. You know what I mean? So it, very, very um, delicate balance, yeah. but it's something that you absolutely should talk to your kids about so that they're not looking, especially by the time they get to like nine and 10 years old. A lot of them have phones and they're texting their friends and you just don't want the information to come from their friends because it might be wrong. You know, you want to control that narrative of what's being discussed around um around COVID-19. So, uh, besides having the, you know, the honest conversations that are age appropriate and doing a lot of listening to see what they're thinking, uh, just the the other big thing with this age group is schoolwork. You know, the, a lot of, um, a lot of schools are doing things or either emailing parents or finding a way to get these kids to do some work. <laughs> and, These kids are not happy. I saw a video on Instagram. I I don't know. I didn't understand. They had to have subtitles. But this woman, I don't know if she was Portuguese. I don't know where she was from. But she said that we're going to be killed by the social distancing. (laughs) She said you should see the email that I received from teachers. And it was just one teacher. She said, I have three kids. How can they possibly do all of this work? us to manage like we aren't teachers mm-hmm. how do you expect us to do all of this work with these kids you know so anyway it was very very funny if you go on instagram i'm sure you can find her but um that aside because of that
2: but anisha you bring up a point a, a good point this is the time when hopefully you have good relationships with your kids teachers so that you know if you can reach out to them if you need help or assistance, you know. So this is the time when yeah, involved. I agree. You know, okay. I
1: I agree. I, I definitely do. It um, it does make a difference. But you know, truthfully, a, a lot of parents, you know, when you look on like as I mentioned, Instagram, a lot of them are like, you know, we don't, we don't, we're not teachers. We don't know what how to teach these kids this. Once it gets to a certain grade, it becomes a bit of a challenge to to teach them um, different things. So I'm sure the educational system will find a way to do it. it. They're kids, right? So it's very different from doing what Natalia's doing, which is going online. And it, it's really different. So they'll have to, you know, sort this out um, in, in some way, shape, or form. But just getting back to schoolwork, um, your kids between the ages of 5 and 10, they still – like you and they still listen to you, you know? So I do think it's important to set some some guidelines of saying this is when your schoolwork has to be done every weekday, right? So if they're normally in school from 8:45 until three, then maybe you say you do schoolwork from nine until two. Uh, whatever. It depends on what works for your household. But make sure that they are still being intellectually engaged every weekday as much as you can. You know as much because we know that the more they don't do the more they will forget right so we want to make sure that we are engaging with them yeah. intellectually yeah. academically daily at you know at this age but at a certain point that's it you turn it off you make sure you, you talk to them before this is what i need you to get done by the end of the day the end of the day for you is at 3 p.m 3 p.m this has to be done Then you turn it off, and then you have time to spend together as a family. And I really feel like this should be time where you allow your children to pick some things for you guys to do together. You know, ask them what do they want to do. Use this use this as time to reconnect with them. You pick some things, they pick some things. You know, so that way you just get to know each other again in a different way. You know, we usually just get to do that on weekends, but now we have a lot more time to do that. You know, so it's a good time to to just reconnect. So if you like playing board games you have games that maybe you played as a child around the house because you wanted to show your kids and they were never interested, I said, give it another shot. You, you know, you know, give it another shot. Bring out trouble again. You know, some might want to learn how to yeah, give it <laughs> give it a shot. You know, it because, might be it yes, might sometimes. be a different a different place um for them. And again, they one of the good things that's happening right now. I know we're practicing social distancing, but they are also saying it's okay to go outside. So I would say also go for a walk together. You know, and if you pa- if you see somebody coming, then make sure you practice social distancing and you're not within six feet of them. But go for a walk together. Go out together. Maybe run together. My next door neighbor goes running with his daughter like almost every other day. Um, just so that they're getting out of the house and and, and doing something together. So I, I recommend that. Um You know, James, I was talking about what I would do now um, if my son, if we were if we were quarantined or under these circumstances with the coronavirus with my son. And you know, I realized that. I live in the suburbs right now, right? But when I was younger, I think you guys know this, but I, I I grew up in Harlem, and I actually grew up in a three-bedroom apartment, and there were seven of us, in a three-bedroom apartment, so it was uh, it was quite tight, you know. And for some time, both my mother and my aunt were young moms, so for some time, my mother, aunt, cousin, and I shared a room. So when I like think back and put that put my childhood cap back on, what would we have done uh, if we were self quarantined you know, if we couldn't go out or if we had to just be really cognizant of of, of these circumstances. And when I think about that, two or three things come to mind. Um, I mentioned that my house was, you know, my, we lived in an apartment, so our home was 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 pretty cramped, you know. So whenever I needed to really have some time to myself, even as a kid, I would always go into the go into one of our two bathrooms and close the door. So whatever time I spent in there, my family knew that that was my time for me to be by myself and to um not into not be involved with with anybody else. And they, you know, unless somebody really needed to use the bathroom, they pretty much left me alone. So I'm just thinking, you know, as the the parent of a younger child, if you're if there's not a lot of space, you know, if your child needs some time to, you know, needs some time alone, then a bathroom always has a door, you know, and with all of the devices that our kids have now, that could be a good place to just have some downtime and not be around anybody else for a few minutes a day. You know, the other thing I thought about is, you know, when when kids are between the ages of five to 10 years old, they do need to burn some energy. They really, really do. Um, so we lived in an apartment building. All apartment buildings have hallways, you know, and I know that it gets really noisy in the hallway. Um, when kids are out there, but I think that a lot of people would have a better understanding at this time, if you were respectful of your neighbors, but if your kids just kind of went in the hallway and maybe you guys had races for five minutes, you know, or 10 minutes, it doesn't have to be long. It just needs to be a period of time for your kids to move. And without other kids being around, but just your family, your child. And if that, you know, if you're a single mom with one child, then maybe you race your child down the hallway and back. It's just a little bit of time for you to get your child moving um, and just to get some activity going during these times when we are pretty much in in the home. And the only other thing that I thought of my, you know, it's, um, it's you know like I said, I grew up in Harlem and Harlem has always been densely populated. And if you go outside as a kid, there's always another kid, you know, that wants to play with you or, you know, to just hang out. So if your children have anything that's mobile, whether it's a bike, a pair of skates, a skateboard, anything that prevents them from being still, I would I would take them. I would take them out because and I would take them, like I said before, not necessarily to a park, but maybe let them ride their skateboard down the street, maybe let them ride their bike down the street or their, you know, their skates or um, blades down the street, just so that they're able to get some movement and you can absolutely, absolutely social distance as long as your child is in motion. So if your child is skating or riding a bike or riding a skateboard, they're not going to be standing next to someone that's doing that. You know, they're they're going to be moving right past them. So. I would think of different ways um, to, to still get them out and get them moving and do it in a way where you can still practice social distancing and they can still burn some energy off. So those were the things that I wanted to to, to add for the younger kids.
2: And Arneesha, I would think that if you use the hallway as a playground, a way to be respectful to your neighbors would be um, to maybe leave a note under their door and say, you know, because I I was going to say, you know, talk to them and tell them what you're going to do, but leave a note under their door and say from this time to this time, you know, maybe a half an hour, 15 minutes, my child and I are going to be out in the hall playing. I, I hope, I apologize if this disturbs you. I promise it won't be longer than this time frame. And then if everybody tries to coordinate in that way, then neighbors can't anticipate it. They may not love it, but at least they know you have acknowledged that this isn't ideal, but these are the circumstances we're under. And you know, hope that you'll be understanding, and I think most people will, especially if you do it during a time when people are going to be up anyway. That's
1: right. That's a so,
2: that's a great okay. point. Um, yeah. That's
1: a just. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Micah.
2: Yeah. So that was just my thought around being neighborly and 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 trying to to appease and and not take not have people feel like you're taking advantage. That's a
1: great. That's a really great idea. The other thing that just popped into my head as well is you yeah. know. And again, I would make this more of a family thing because staircases in certain apartment buildings can feel can feel very dangerous and they can be scary. But if you have your if you are there and you know and if there are a few, a few of you that go into the staircase in your family, people you've been contained with in your home, and if you go into the staircase, you can bring a rope, you know, because every staircase has a landing. You can bring a rope you can maybe bring a basketball so you guys can play taps you know there are different things that you can do um, in a staircase where you're contained and there's still it's still you wouldn't be you wouldn't be um, bothering your neighbors as much but um I think what you suggested was, was was really a good one. I just know from growing up in apartment buildings that you know some people, especially older people, they can be a little grumpy. <laughs> so, you know, they can be, you know, they can get disturbed earlier. But I, I think that, you know, under these circumstances that hopefully people would be more understanding. And to your point, if you put notes under people's doors and let them know we won't be doing it longer than this time frame and if you do it in like the middle of the day where you're not really disturbing anyone hopefully, um, that people would be a lot more amenable to it.
2: Yeah, we, we, we have, we do have to be more understanding during- these are not normal times. So I hope more people than not will be understanding.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah. I do too. I do too. So the next um age group I wanted to talk about is really the preteen age group. And I kind of want to bucket preteens and teens together when, you know, and I thought about it initially, um, I thought of it and said, you know what, let's separate the two. But I feel like um, at least the early part of the teens, like from the ages of like 13 and 14, uh, I kind of feel comfortable bucketing them with the preteens. And then, uh, then as you get a little older, um, those teens that are like, 17 18 they really are more like young adults so I think you can do different things um with them but I wanted to get our other dame Natalia to chime in on this Natalia what do you think is a good thing to be doing with preteens as we as we um are self-quarantined
0: I mean I like personally I'm kind of an introvert so a lot of preteens will honestly be fine with their phones but something that you can like incorporate with family and stuff like that like i was just looking up you know card games on amazon and you know if you have a prime account they could be at your house in like the next day so you can like have a nice movie night with your you know family or something or like play different kinds of card games and stuff and there's some really funny ones like not gonna lie um But yeah, I mean, things like that. Or even if you have like a hobby, like my mom and I, we really like to cook. So sometimes we'll just um, make like a new recipe or we'll, you know, like try, you know, something for baking or something like that. Like things that you like to do, but don't feel like you have the time to do it. Cause you know, if you are like constantly going to school and classes and things like that, you know, you don't always have the time to like Try something new that you've always wanted to do, but you know this is the perfect time. Everybody's at home, you know. Yeah,
1: I, I think I think that's a that's a great idea. You know what? But when I think about preteens in particular and early and the early teens, um, I, I feel like the, the the kids then are really moody and um, yeah. are also you know just really starting to assert their independence. It's a difficult time, you know. So under mm. normal circumstances, it's a challenge. And I'm thinking under these circumstances, oh, my gosh, you know, as parents, you must be, we, you got to be ready to pull your hair out because, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I can i can only imagine, you know, with two weeks in and not knowing really when it's going to come to an end, how much of a challenge it really is. So, you know, one of the things that I, I really want to say is just kind of pick your battles, you know, pick your battles. Um and understand that these are, to Micah's point, these are really, really like different times. And, you know, it's not worth it to argue about every little thing, you know, keep the peace, the things that are major beefs, then yeah, those are worth, you know, putting to talking about. And if it causes some tension in the household, then fine. But the things that aren't, you know, I would say, you know, cut, cut them a little bit of slack, cut, you know, cut your children a little bit of slack right now, because, it's really difficult. It's a difficult time for them. It's a difficult time for us. So I, I really just would encourage, you know, um, moms to just, just do your best to keep the peace and also give yourself some downtime, some alone time, you know, whatever that might be. If that might be when you take a shower that day, instead of doing a five minute shower, you do a 15-minute shower. Whatever it is that you feel like you need where you can close the door and be by yourself, whether it's reading for 10 minutes or whatever just to keep your sanity because you're the heart of the family. And if you're not where you need to be mentally and emotionally, then your family won't be either. Um, so I just, you know, really encourage pick your battles, you know, and make sure you have some time for for yourself. And to Natalia's point, you know, do as much as you can with your kids while they're there. They don't have a choice but to be under the same roof with you right now. They might be <laughs> otherwise under other circumstances, but they don't have a choice right now. So, you know, I think it's a good time to also just reconnect and do things together. Like you said, cooking. I think that's a, a great idea. Um now, with the teenagers, Natalia, as you are, Natalia, you what, 19 or are you 20 already? Did you turn 20 yet?
0: No, so in September, I'm 19. Okay, so you're
1: 19. So as a teenager still, even though, you know, you're at, 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 once you hit 18, you're considered an adult, but as a teenager yeah. still, um, what would you suggest um, that parents and families do together that have teenagers?
0: honestly like (laughs) a lot of people my age they just like want to stay in their room they've been so like inundated with college work and stuff and like I mean I would much rather be at school right now I'm kind of missing out on a lot but you know this is really good downtime like it's it's all fun and jokes when you say like oh I'm having like (laughs) my third mental breakdown of the week but like it's kind of real Mm
1: -hmm. so just
0: giving like the younger person in your house like some time alone to kind of just like chill out and like take time to be like oh I'm not you know still we have online classes but we're not in you know we're not living where we learn you know right so just like after once we've been like accustomed because it's been like two weeks I think since most schools have ended spring break and we're just like learning new things with our online classes. It's very hard to navigate because 20 of my teachers like have different styles of teaching. It's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, I think um just giving them space right now and then seeing how, you know, they feel because I know like personally for me, I'm a little bit more introverted. So me like spending time, you know, doing my own thing is kind of like fine for me and then I'll hang out and do something like really chill with my mom or something like that and that'll be fine for the both of us Mm -hmm. but then there's other you know kids that are like I can't be in the house anymore let's go for a hike you know um like let's go up to some secluded trail and just go walking because I can't be in the house so I really think it just depends on the person that you're living with but you know because you're right about the kind of independence thing Mm -hmm. kind of be open to their own decisions or them making the decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, just, like, listen to them about what they are feeling like doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could definitely put in your own input. Like, oh, honey, we've been in the house for, like, a week. We've been really stressed with classes. Why don't we go out for a nice drive? It'll just be us in the car. We won't, like, go anywhere. But we'll listen to some nice music. We'll talk. And we'll just, like, go to some place we've never been. Like, just... Um, being open to like new kind of stuff like that, but not like pushing onto them
1: okay all right I think that's some I think that's some great feedback and to your point you know if you do jump in a car together um, that's a good time to connect you know that's a good time to learn some about something more about the type of music that your child is listening to, that your teenager is listening to. And mm-hmm. it could actually just serve as a a bridge between the two of you to connect on, you know, two or three, or however too many children you have, but to connect on a different level with your teenagers that you feel that they're pulling away and they don't need you anymore. Um, it's a different way of connecting, you know, and I, I think what you're saying in terms of letting them make the decisions and, you know, I, obviously you need, we want to make sure that we're keeping our kids as safe as absolutely possible. But, you know, my son is, almost the opposite of what you described yourself as and staying in the house has been really a challenge for him you know Mm -hmm. so he has been getting in his car and taking car rides and drive just driving he's getting getting the car drive north you know he's he's pretty much by himself but he's driving he's doing something to get out of out of the house and and I know personally when I just get to a point where I can't take it I'll go for a walk if it were warmer I might try to go for a run but I would go for I I just go for a walk Mm -hmm. so I think that it's it's about when you when you feel that there's something else that you need to do it's just about being really smart about it it's not about meeting with other people hanging with other people it's about okay i need some fresh air i'm going for a run you know and what i've seen and i know it's it's going to be a little a lot tougher in the city if a lot of people are doing this at the same time yeah. but what i've seen is that people really are trying to practice social distancing so even when you're going for walks if somebody's coming towards you you guys Walk farther apart. Yeah, or like um, across the street sure, or something. Yeah, exactly. To make sure that you're not coming within six feet of each other, and I have seen that a lot with with um people who are taking walks and you know and, and runners as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that does help. They aren't saying you can't go outside. I just think we have to be smart about. Um, when we do go outside especially if it's just to decompress and get out of the house you mm-hmm. just have to be really smart about it and I think that motion is key you know I talked about that with young kids I think that's for every age group you know it's about yeah. it's not about standing still and and talking to neighbors it's about you know running walking moving skating biking anything that keeps you moving so you're not really violating somebody's six feet, six feet of space.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's not even about I mean, it's great that you're getting like health benefits from, you know, going outside and, you know, spending time like getting fit or active. But it's kind of more important for your mental health, because it's really not healthy, just being like cooped up in the house for so long, you know, being productive, but like, you still need to go outside and like, you know, you know, get fresh air and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think it's a chance for uh the older kids and and any age to get in connection with their family members that might not be in the same household or in the same state Mm -hmm. this gives them a chance to have conversations with them a little bit longer than they might normally do um i also like i told my niece she's you know in her 20s and i said listen you're going to be in the house with your mom all the time now two adult women (laughs) (laughs) Your your mom leads. So don't argue. If she says, tells you to do something, just go ahead and do it. Don't make a big deal out of it. Keep it moving. So that was my advice to her kind of having um, her mom's back, you know, so to speak. So this is a way for you to also have your allies talk to your kids. So in case they need to vent to somebody about you, but your ally also will be the, the calming force and keeping, keep helping you to keep the peace in the house. Yeah. That's, 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 that's
1: actually a really good, a good point. Um, and you know what you said, you, you talked to your niece, but you know what else is actually, I don't know if you guys would do this Natalia, but I've been doing it with my girlfriends a couple of times a week, which is we've been FaceTiming each other, you know, there are eight of us on a FaceTime. So I don't know if you guys would do that Natalia, but it's also a way of connecting in a different way and seeing each other, you know, yeah. we could do a group FaceTime and all get on together and, you know, and have great conversations. And, you know, we, sometimes we celebrated one of my friend's birthdays. I don't know if I said this before, but we celebrated one of my friend's birthdays. We had a birthday party for her and it was a virtual party, but we were all on either had snacks or a cocktail or whatever. So I think that to, to Micah's point, it, you know, you could do that with your grandmother. You can do that with the aunt. You could do that mm-hmm. with a cousin that lives somewhere else. It's just a way of connecting in a different way. And I think that that might really help for teens. There was only one more thing I wanted to say about, um, about teens with this. Now we still are okay with going out to supermarkets and drugstores, um, I do think that we've seen some things in the press and truthfully, it's, it, to me, it's irresponsible and it's not, you know, it's not accurate that teens don't really have to worry about catching the virus, you know, um, it, it, and some of it I understand is because the symptoms, it might either be asymptomatic or you probably won't get as sick as you would with somebody that um, has either a compromised immune system or somebody that's older. But I do think it's important for teens to see the world that we're operating in right now. I think it's important to see that people are walking around with masks on in real life, that they're walking around with gloves on um, and the social distancing. I think it's important. So I'm saying that to say that if you or when you make a supermarket run, As long as your teen also has a mask and some gloves, I would bring my teen along with me so that you see that this really is something serious and you see how people interact with each other now and you see people walking around with masks and gloves. I I think that there just needs to be a bit of a, perhaps a reality check for, for that generation a little bit. So you realize that it's something that really is serious. And if you've been completely quarantined, you know you you watch a little bit on tv but you don't really know how serious it is until you go outside and you see people really taking precautions um to make sure that they're not getting sick or not passing it on i think it's important for for teen the older teens in particular to see mm-hmm. so, so anything else Any you know you, you dames have any other thoughts about the different age groups for families any suggestions uh Anything else?
0: Yeah, actually, I've I've started to see that, like, a lot of kids, I mean, if you have, like, a car, a lot of people will, like, meet up at, like, a park or something or, like, an open area. And they'll just, like, stay in their cars, but they'll still be together. So, technically, it's still social distancing, but, like, you're hanging out. So, you know, yeah, I mean, because you're still, like, a far distance away, but, like, you're still hanging out with your friends. You're going out for nice drives and stuff like that. So it's actually something that, like, I've kind of opened up to my mom and she's like, "Um, you're still going out with your mask and your gloves and, like, I'll still, you know, do it. It's fine. I don't care if my friends give me weird looks. I am not catching the coronavirus. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But, but yeah, I mean, I think it's fine. I mean, the CDC is even saying, like, six feet apart is fine. So I don't see how there's, like, a kind of problem with it especially if you're going to be out like in a nice park on a sunny day or something like that or even just like around the neighborhood you know yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's that's really good also another thing i'm trying to like set this up with a bunch of my friends but there is um a drive-in movie theater that's really not that far it's like an hour an hour and a half away from like where i live Mm -hmm. so i think it opens up sometime uh next month but i mean that's also in compliance with the social distancing rules like you're all in your own individual cars but you're out doing something that not a lot of people are able to do and you're still having like a really nice time with your friends you know
1: yeah, yeah even cool. with your
0: family and stuff like that if you all just like pack into one car you just tune in the radio station to the like uh screen i think and it's it's really nice actually <laughs> i've been a couple of times it's so cute
1: that's good. I, I, you got to give me the info on that. Definitely.
0: So it, I love I can, this place.
1: I would love to try that. I would love to try that. And you know, I mean, these are the, I just want to say one more thing. These are things that you've, I'm sure, as as moms, you've been online and you've gotten ideas for different things. Obviously, you can binge TV. You can watch different programs together. You can record some TikTok videos. You can, to Natalia's point, you can... Play cards. So those are all things that we know you've gone online and looked at doing. We just wanted to share some additional thoughts with you uh, to help you navigate this very different, different time. So dames, that's it. I, I, I'm i so grateful that we were able to just share our thoughts um, on what families could do during this time. So listeners, we will just send positive thoughts, positive thoughts your way and prayers your way that all is well with your family and that everybody will be well and healthy. Okay. Thank you. If you have any questions, email us at dame talk 4 at gmail.com. That's dame talk and the number four at Gmail to learn more about us. And these topics, check out our website at dame TalkPodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. This is dame talk. We don't know everything, but we know enough.